This meeting is being recorded. Oh, I love that it gave me the bounce back. Hey, y'all. Um, <laughs> as you can see, this is not Tanya, the lovely Brit um, from PC Rewind. And also, if you are on Twitter on Thursdays, really fun Twitter spaces about speculation is joining today. Hey, Britt. Hey, how are you? I am doing. I'm, I'm, it's Sunday and we're shifting. <laughs> if you have not already, please like, subscribe, leave us comments. Um, it's going to be a really fun conversation because Britt and I like a whole lot of different things. Um, so I'm interested and excited to get into the conversation with you um, and get your fresh perspective on stuff. Thank you. <laughs> um, how was your week? Um, let me tell you, weather-wise, it's been crazy here. I live in Chicago. Um, it has been 30-something degrees, and then two days later, it's 60-something degrees. Then the next day, it snowed, and now today is almost 60. <laughs> and uh, in a few days, it's going to be close to 70. So climate change, everybody. This is my panic face. Like, what? <laughs> That's terrifying. I don't know how to dress. Sometimes I'm wearing a long, big, puffy coat. Some days I'm wearing a jean jacket. It's also like, <laughs> this is the weirdo in me. I'm thinking about the things, like the environment things that like depend on it getting cold. And then like kind of depend on the seasons. Like if you live somewhere that has seasons, the environment is used to that. And so we out here just like, no, nope, we're, we're, we're not going to have seasons. We're cool. With, we're cool on that. Nature got to be like, what y'all doing? That groundhog is like, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been raining a lot in um, California. I moved out to California um, in 2015 and we were in the like dead, like of a, a drought. So it was like dystopian because I'd be like walking somewhere that you be like outside because like it's California, you're walking outside and you'd walk past a fountain, but there'd be no like water running, just like dry fountains everywhere or like just different things that like told you that it was a drought. And I was like, did I move out here and we got no water? <laughs> so now it's interesting that it's raining all the time. I thought it, oh, yeah, I was going to say it never rains in Southern California, but you know. That's right. <laughs> never mind. That's right. My sister uh, lived, uh, my brother-in-law's in the uh, military, and so they had moved out to San Diego, and I was like maybe nine or ten or something the first time I came out to visit, and it started raining. It was like very drizzly, but it rained, and I was like, what is this? It may be cold on the <laughs> East Coast, but on the other side of town, it's not supposed to rain here. So shout out to Tony, Tony, Tony for our expectations. <laughs> They're from Oakland too, right? Yeah, they are. Uh-huh. I got a chance to see them play at this club called Yoshi's in Oakland. It was like, I was like, oh no, I live here now. This is like official, official. And I'm, re- I'm very, very grown. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a whole lounge situation. I saw them. I've seen Mint Condition. I need to get back into my lounge game. Because even before I was lounge age, I was there. So now I'm lounge age. I need to get back. I agree. I encourage you to go back to your lounge mode. <laughs> get that lounge era since we're all using that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, let's get into GH because like we got a lot to talk about this week. I'm I wouldn't say I was swept, but I would say, you know, it was it's a little dusty still, but they cleaned up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> performer of the week. I want to know who you think. Um I I felt like there was not a whole lot of over-the-top performances. But the thing I love about GH, to be honest, like as much as we get on here and we slam the show, because I will and we will, um, I think our actors are like top notch. Um, and so like even on a week where nothing like over the top happens, you have like really, really solid performances. So I thought um, the scene between Laura Wright and Eden McCoy, like as Jocelyn Carly was top tier. Um, I loved everything Jane Elliott was doing as Tracy. What a queen. Um, and I really enjoyed uh, Cyrus. Who does? I mean, come on, Jeff Cobra as Cyrus. I know that he's like a villain and like, but he's so earnest, and that balance that he gives us is so masterful and skillful. Um, he could do no wrong to me. I love him. What about you? Who did, who were you, whose performances were a highlight for you? Um, actually, everybody you named, I love. Um, but out of them, my favorite was Jane Elliott. Um, I thought she was just so um, down. Down to earth is not the word, but I guess three dimensional. Because, you know, the way Tracy is usually written, G.H. Uh, Tracy, not you. Um, but G.H. Uh, Tracy is written as, you know, uh a bitch, like a rich bitch, yes. um, <laughs> essentially. And, you know, that she's always uh, having something snappy to say. Um, she's always dissing somebody, particularly her daughters in laws. Um, <laughs> um, but other love. members of her family, <laughs> yes. Um, Lucy or somebody along those lines that she doesn't like. But to see her vulnerable with her granddaughter. Um, to herself when she went to go um, give, uh, I call him Jeremy, because that's what she called him at first, but Gregory, um, going to the invader to um, ask him out, essentially, to the wedding, to be her plus one. And then, you know, her rejection, or her feeling the rejection, because he asked Alexis first. Um, her showing her loneliness, missing Luke. Um, it's It's just so appealing to me it's so beautiful I feel that she does like a good job of giving dimensions to Tracy sometimes they give her just like a lot of um harshness and a lot of like being mean and she really gives life to those pages and makes Tracy more than what sometimes they give her mm-hmm. and I also think she has great chemistry with everybody she works with Absolutely. Even when she's being awful, um, especially with uh, Amanda, Amanda setting, they're great as granddaughter and grandmother. They really give like life to that relationship that I didn't see before or wasn't given before Amanda got into the role. So I mm-hmm. think uh, she's my performer of the week. She did really yeah. good, especially yeah. when we get into what we're not feeling. I talk about this uh, triangle, but um yeah, she did a really great job. Uh, yeah, I mm, 
I think that you are so right. Um, I love the uh, the Tracy and Brooklyn relationship, but I love the Tracy Lois Brooklyn dynamic. It's like the perfect casting. Um, it's the perfect banter. They are so like in the pocket with their characters that no matter what's written, they're gonna have a good time. And I think that that is uh, not seen enough on this show. Um, because it's really hard and we and we see how GH is so storyline driven and not character driven enough. Save us Liz and Pat. We're hoping when you come in and we, we're gonna see a little shift in that. Um, but yeah, I I totally agree. Jane Elliott, what a treasure, what a what vulnerability and nuance. And I mean, please stay forever, Jane. Don't leave us again. Don't go. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, so we switch it up. We actually do it a little bit more like Tara does in Port Misery. Um, and so we're going to go um, story by story um, and give our kind of takes with that. Some will be longer because I cared more about some stories and some are just like, yeah, that happened. Um, so let's start. Uh, we kind of alluded to this, but Jocelyn is trying to find Dex. Uh, Carly and Josh have it out over Sunny, um, and Josh says that she didn't choose Sunny and didn't want his kind of love. She can't tell Trina everything because she still understands mob code, and she recruits Spinelli to help her find Dex. Um, how are you feeling about that story? What are you thinking about it? Okay, so first of all, Team Jocelyn. Um... <laughs> And everything she said, everything she said against Sunny, I was like, yes, yes, queen. <laughs> because I'm not a Sunny fan. If you guys listen to my spaces or seen any of the, I think I've been on here like two other times. <laughs> I'm not a Sunny fan. Mm-hmm. So anytime somebody's like, fuck Sunny, I'm like, yay. <laughs> Excuse my language, everybody. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> She was like, maybe y'all like to give him, like, trust his word, but I certainly don't. And I was like, agreed. Um, And I also loved her persistence. It's actually, okay, so full disclosure, and Tracy knows this, I'm not a Carly fan. Uh, So also Carly being like, I've known Sunny forever, da-da-da-da-da. I was just like, yeah, we know, girl. Um, I (laughs) Of course, you're going to excuse <laughs> the inexcusable things he does because you've known him since I was 12 and I'm almost 40. So I'm like, okay. Um, but fine. Um, but uh, I, I was just like Team Jocelyn. This is, I agree with her. We don't know where Dex is. I want to. I believe he's still alive because they're not going to have Sunny like kill him. Mm-hmm. So I know like as an audience member, but it's also like, I totally get where she's coming from. I would try to find my boyfriend too, especially if she's like, what, 20, 21. Mm-hmm. I definitely would be like, where's my boyfriend? I'm going to find him. And if he doesn't come home with me, we'll go live somewhere else. I'd be all in there. I would be like Carly or mom, you know, forget this. I also liked it because, ironically, she's acting just like Carly would. Oh, I would like that. Bring it up. Like if 
I mean, if this was Carly back in the day and this was Jason, oh, she definitely would be like, nah, I'm finding Jason. We're coming back home. He's the only per. I love him. He's the only person I trust. Uh, I'm getting my man. Mm. So I kind of like that despite like, you know, not being a Carly fan, but I like the synergy mm-hmm. of them like being the same. And I also kind of like Carly being like, you know, I'm still sticking with Sonny, but I feel you. I get what you're saying. I think you should let this go. But if you're going to go find him, I know that you will do that. Mm-hmm. So I love those scenes with her and Laura, uh, Eden and Laura Wright. It was really great. So yeah. I like that. Also, forgive Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that's a, a area of agreement for us. I so p- part of what I love about you, Britt, when we do any of the spaces or when we talk about the show in general, is that you are a person who could like an actor or actress and not like a character. So like you hate Carly, which I love that you hate Carly because you're like a Robin fan and it's like it brings all this history. But you also like it's not like hate towards Laura Wright. It's like, oh, no, she did this good job. And like, so that's, I think, one of the reasons that we, I have so much fun talking to you about the the show and the characters, because it's not like some kind of personal, like, I don't like this person, so I don't like this character kind of thing. And what you brought up I, is also what I really liked about the story and why I always talk about like what the legacy and the lineage of a character is and how we have to keep them rooted. Because you could like look at that scene on the surface and be like, this is a good scene. But if you look at it at the history of it, it's a great scene because you have Josh who is 20. So whether she's right or wrong, this is exactly what a 20 year old would do. And we have the history of Carly. And it's like, of course, she's going to ride with Sunny. And she also understands the business. They both were right and they both were wrong. Like Josh knew, everybody knew that once Dex got caught, he wasn't going to be able to stay. But Josh still was like, after everything Dex has done for you, how, how dare you send my man away? And Carly is like, relief. And Ava was a little bit of that too. Like, oh, he's alive? Well, girl, that's the best we could ask for. And so I just really felt like um, how rooted it is in history um, was was like so good. I liked Josh and Trina scenes. You know, I'm a Tross fan. My Trina and Josh forever. Um I love the give and take of their scene together where they both were mourning something different. Um, And that Joss, like I said, still, no matter how mad she is at Sunny, understands the mob code and understands she can't tell Trina everything because that would put her best friend in danger. Um, And then like bringing Spinelli in so good like to remember oh yeah i have this resource and we've seen tross work with spinelli before um and so this is just like another moment in which jocelyn's like yeah i'm a Jax, and yeah i don't mess with sunny but i'm gonna use my mob resources to find my man <laughs> my man my man my man i love it <laughs> i like the tross scenes too they were really good um i love their friend chemistry Mm-hmm. Always. Oh, so good. I felt like um, sh- Joss and Trina bring out performances with each other that they don't necessarily have with other people. 
Um, and it's a yeah. vulnerability and like, it just reminds me of my bestie, you know, like that. Aww. this is who I can talk to. This is my person. Um, and I loved when Joss was like, how do you know? And she was like, or when Trina was like, how do you know that I'm gonna get over this? And Joss like started being like, it's because you're you, like you're strong. Like the year you carried so much weight. And then it was also like, and because I said so, because I'm like your bossy friend and <laughs> I, like, I'm not going to let anybody talk down on you, even you kind of thing. And I really enjoyed yeah. that piece for them. Yeah, they were really sweet together. And I'm just sad because they're having a sad girl spring. Like, right. <laughs> <they're both depressed. laughs> My baby girls, they never get to be happy. They've had so much loss. They've had really had so much loss. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Trina and grieving. So we had a scene with her and Curtis. um, And he was like really there for her and like affirmed her feelings. Um, And then we had um, obviously the scene, the trough scenes. um, And one of the things I really liked about um, or like that she said was that she was like, she she sees Spencer going into the water. She says that to Joss. And it was just like, yeah, let's talk about this. It wasn't just that she lost her boyfriend. It was that it was like very, very traumatic. <clears throat> and I feel like yeah. something they do to this like young set of adults is like they don't ground in the trauma that they had. Like sometimes they'll have a callback to it, but they don't allow it to really impact the growth of the characters. And so mm-hmm. I appreciated a little bit of that. Um, I have some critiques of the story, but I want to hear just like your thoughts before we get into that. Well, um, if people don't know, I took a break from GH. So I came back in August, 2021. Mm-hmm. So I had missed uh, the other trauma, which was like Oscar dying, um, Taggart being fake dead. Uh, Deb being blown up uh, or oh, injured in a bomb. Um, I miss all that stuff. So when I came back, it was like the Spencer stalking and all of that stuff. But yes, when you go back to it, they have gone through a lot of stuff. And it's kind of brushed aside or like there's mourning, but it's a little like, tiny bit and then it's kind of like they're back thrown into whatever their parents are going through or whatever their family's going through with Jocelyn and then with Trina it's uh it's like her family uh Curtis's trauma and stuff like that so um I think Trina's gone through like a lot it's crazy in a short amount of time and it's it's a lot and then it's just like, okay, so confessions. Curtis, I was not like, I was like, why is she talking to Curtis and why isn't she talking to Taggart? I'm always like that. So I was kind of like, this would have been nice if she had a moment with the dad that raised her. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was still nice that she was able to talk to somebody a little bit more about her um, trauma and stuff. I know she talked to Ava, I believe last week. And uh, yeah. And um, and then a little bit with Jocelyn, but I'm glad she's getting um, to talk it out. Now with Curtis, I was a little like, "Mm," when he said like, well, just don't go to school. I felt like 
he should have like been like, I think it's okay not to go to school for right now, but maybe we can table it for later. See how you feel like after the semester and everything, instead of being like, oh, just don't go to school. Um, that was a little weird, but mm-hmm. um, I still think it was good that she's able to talk to. I, I want him or Portia, especially since Portia is like, um, isn't she the chief of staff? Like, yeah. the Jeff, the therapist. Um, Kevin is right there. Uh, Kevin can do something besides um, adopt a um but he could talk to her um or she could talk to him about her trauma and about what she's going through and uh have and then it'll be nice because it'll be a scene with Kevin somebody who is close to Spencer right and kind of have that sort of connection there so I think they're doing a good job of giving Trina perspective but you know they can always do better because this is GH um and right. I still want a tabard scene. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I think that, like, for me, I personally harp on Taggart for the same reason I was talking about with Carly and Josh, which is, like, what is the history and the lineage of these characters? I talked about this a little bit in your space, but I feel like part of what I don't like that they do with Trina is they erase parts of her past. So I know that we all didn't like Rory whatever like Rory was clearly like that relationship was clearly like a stepping stone for Sprina in the same way that her grief over her could over him could be a stepping stone for her to talk about how because she didn't hate Rory she just didn't love him it wasn't like he had done something wrong to her she was breaking out with him because she was like he's a nice guy but I love Spencer and so she had grief over him. It's not grief like I lost somebody who I love, but it's definitely grief like I lost a friend. And so even like calling back to that history and being like, this isn't the same. I thought I had a hard time when I when Rory passed. Th- that's nothing as compared to Spencer. Even like saying like she has some guilt over that. Like let's get her feeling some emotions. To your point, let's get her in therapy. And then to have, like, the juxtapose of, like, her saying to Jocelyn, she doesn't know when things are going to get back normal. And then Curtis not, like, you sometimes need that structure to know when things are going to get normal. Like, okay, I'm going to be off now, but, like, I'm going to go back to school in the fall. And I might still have a problem or I might still have, like, a hard time because this is going to take a long time to get over and maybe I'll never get over it, but this is the time I have to like get myself to not about about healing myself to a point where I can like go back out and do do the things. Um, so yeah. that was like a thing for me. Somebody in our comments on Instagram said, and I didn't realize this because I was like, I want her to get the art book back. Do you remember the art book from the Springer breakup at Spring Ridge when it was still Sydney? Yes. Somebody says she got that back. I I didn't realize that she did. I was hoping it would be a better, um, would have been a better thing. But I would just like love to see her going through that with Laura and like talking about that, like actually mourning with people that Spencer knew. Cause it's actually weird that um, it just looked like she didn't go to Windermere. Like it's weird that somebody died so young and so tragically and people are kind of like, you yeah, know, it was like messed up. 
What else y'all doing? Like, right. it just didn't sit right with me. So hopefully we see a little bit more of Trina. Um, we see a little bit more her getting grounded with family. We know that Rayal wants to come back as Taggart. Um, that family lineage, even her, she's not even acknowledging him. It's not even like he's not on screen. It's that he doesn't exist in her world. Right. We haven't heard her say, you know, my dad reached out to me. My Aunt Gia reached out to me. Nicholas's dad is in jail. Or Nicholas's dad. Spencer's dad is in jail. Like, that means something. Like, these things shouldn't happen in a vacuum. And all of these things, like, have impact around, like, Trina and the Taggarts. And we're not seeing it. Agreed. Yeah. So, do better, Liz and Pat. We're, we're, we're rooting for you. <laughs> Sam and Danny. So, Danny is having all these issues. Um, he is, you know, an angsty teen. We see Sam getting some uh, advice from Liz to take him to a place that might mean something to both of them. Um, we also hear Sam talking about how she's worried, you know, about him like getting things from Jason, which I was confused about. Um, and she takes him to what many of us refer to as Robin's Bridge. <laughs> um, so she takes Danny there and they have a conversation. Um, tell me, tell me your thoughts. Um, first of all, I'm always glad to see the J-Sam baby. Um, yes. <laughs> old shipper in me. <laughs> um, but also, I like this being a story for Sam because I'm a, I'm a Sam fan. So I love seeing her on screen. Um, I love seeing her be a mom because she wanted it so badly for so long and, and all of that with that history. Um, I actually liked her talking to her and um, Becky have, uh, Kelly and Becky have great chemistry, whether mm-hmm. they're fighting or being friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like them talking. It was a little weird, the writing, because they were talking like they didn't share a baby daddy. Right. So it was kind of, yeah. So I was just like, uh, Jake and Danny are related. They didn't even have like a conversation where they're like, hey, maybe Jake and Danny can hang out some more or hang out with Rocco and all of that stuff, especially because uh, Jake and Rocco see Laura as, well, I know biologically Rocco is, but as Laura as their grandmother mm-hmm. and all of that. So they're all like, they're very interconnected. So it was weird. They were just talking like they were just like buddies or something as opposed to like family, mm-hmm. essentially. So that was weird but um i like them talking about like having teenage boys and going through um i rem- i know you say like in your right like them talking about jason being this dangerous dude when that happened after the brain damage when before he was like cookie cutter so where is this coming from with danny um <laughs> if anything she should be like well he's the cassadine and eh, technically a quarter main and they have like ruthlessness to them and, and all that stuff. But the danger stuff, I guess, with Cassadine. But Sam, um, like baby girls, yes. that's you. <laughs> right. Um, but I did like that they like went to the bridge, Robin's bridge, um, and talked. And he got his feelings out. And I thought it was uh he mentioned that Wyatt kid. <laughs> Um, and I was like, okay. Um, and 
him missing his dad and giving you real anvils that, you know, Steve Burton's coming back, Jason is coming back. <laughs> they really did not talk about Jason before this. No. Um, but them having, you know, conversation. Um, I was also hoping to bring back the Jake and Rocco thing that Sam was going to mention, like, well, maybe sometimes we could talk to Jake because, you know, he lost his dad too. And you guys can talk about that or, you can talk to Rocco because Rocco's mom has been in a, like a years long coma and he doesn't have his mom either. You have that in common. Don't bring like, her up. I, feel I don't like, want her back. <laughs> I don't want her back either. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's something that they can have in, in common essentially. Like they're without one of their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was like a nice talk and a nice, way to highlight a connection that Sam's character has because uh, for the past few years, I mean, you have her talking and being a listening ear to her sisters and to Dante with his drama whenever his family, (laughs) which we'll talk about later, um, the drama his family has and everything and being a listening ear to Carly. But, you know, it's nice for her to have like Elizabeth listening to her having an issue um, it being about family, but not necessarily like her sisters or something. It's about her child mm-hmm. and everything. So I like the scenes. They were very, they were very good. Yes. I, uh, I agree with you about the Jason thing. I think it's very weird and heavy handed. It's like, y'all, um, we watched the show. We know that Jason was not this person pre brain damage. Let's get that writing together. Um, I also was, was she, he was like, I feel bad about why it's dad coming back and blah, blah, blah. I just, I, it was so weird that it wasn't about Jake. Just like, go talk to your brother who you, who y'all lost to dad. And we see that like Jake and Danny have a relationship from the Halloween trick or treat. It was like Jake, Danny, Georgie, and Charlotte. So let's see a little bit of that. I'm hoping that when Steve comes back, we do get um, him with his sons and, them together um i would really love that and then um that might be it i i i love i love sam having a scene i love her having um some point of view oh when she told him that dante loved him you know i'm a daddy dante truther shout out to dante being dex's daddy Uh, i talk about it every week and now he's you know he's not the stepdad he's the dad that stepped up Shout out to him for stepping up for Danny. <laughs> yes, shout out. <laughs> and shout out to and shout out to our friend Susie, Daddy Dante Forever. <laughs> Daddy Dante Forever. Forever. Well, let me since we're talking about Jason, let me get into my bag about what I'm happy about, <laughs> which is Spixie Rising. Because you can't <laughs> think about early Spixie without thinking about uh, Maxie getting on Jason's nerves <laughs> at the penthouse. Um, so this week we had um, Spinelli talking to Felicia. He doesn't want to move out. Um, we have Sodi, Sasha and Cody playing matchmaker. Um, a little karaoke, which is like very old school um, Spixie. Um, they share a kiss and very, very Maxi-like after the kiss, she runs away. I, my Spixie heart was full. I loved it so much. Um, 
Bradford and uh, Kirsten still have it. The sweetness that of their relationship still 100% there. Both of the actors want it. Give it to us. Um, I loved her running away. It was just like, yep, that's Maxie. <laughs> like running away from her feelings for Spinelli. The way she looked at him when he was singing to her. Now, you know, I don't like a lot of singing on GH, but Bradford is excused because he could actually sing. He's like a musical theater person. Um, so the way she was looking at him, the way that Sasha and Cody were like, the Kim is the Kim. <laughs> like They were like looking, they were like, we should leave uh, because this is happening. They are just such a comfort couple for me. I feel like I grew up with them. Like I grew up with Spixie and now we're all grown. Um, and so now they're, they're like coming back together so we can see what an adult Spixie looks like. Um, I love Bradford did an interview and uh, he was like talking about their kids. And I've heard Spinelli on the show say like our kids, um, even though the only biological one of Max's kids that is his is, uh, is Georgie. He's taken on this father role and they've built this like Spixie family. So I am thrilled. I can't wait to see what happens next. I hope that we have them on more often than not. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens next for both of them as characters and them as a couple. Um, they were very cute. I will admit that because <laughs> I'm not a Spinelli fan. He mm -hmm. used to get on my nerves a lot. Um, but uh, they have uh, calmed him down. Uh, so I I like Bixie. I thought that their scene was very sweet. Um, their kiss was great. I mm -hmm. loved it. And I loved her running away. Very soapy. Um, um, I thought that, and I thought it was like, obviously it's not kismet, it's the writing, but I love that they had like karaoke now all of a sudden at Charlie's. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's meant to be. Um, I liked, um, I know you're not a Sodi fan, but I'm a Sodi fan. So I like, see, we have differences. Um, <laughs> um, but I like them working together to put 60 together, like fixing them up, getting them to go to uh, essentially two double dates now. Because um, first with the axe throwing and now with this karaoke stuff. Um, Bradford does have a beautiful voice, um, because I watched the episodes again in preparation and I actually listened to both songs <laughs> because we're, the sh when we watched the show together on, uh, Discord, FY everybody, um, people ask for the music to be turned down. They you don't bet. like hearing songs. <laughs> um, but I listened to it and it was very beautiful and they... They tugged up my heart. So I'm here. I'm here for 60 rising. I'm here for 60, what, 2.0. So I think it's cute. They have a cute little family. And I hope they get together by the time Brooklyn and Chase's wedding comes through. They can, that could be her plus one. There you go. Let's talk about Chalene's wedding. You're here. You're a Chalene, uh, Chalene fan. Um, it was all about RSVPs, RSVPs this week. I'm going to let you take it away. Tell me about how you feel about Chaylin. I always say it wrong. I say Chaylin, you say Chaylin. Yes, Chaylin, Chaylin. It's all love. Ah! 
I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. I've been on board for oh so long, everybody. I went through a lot. I went through the storm, especially when Chase was being a douche. So I am feeling good about this wedding. My only um, issue is that it's become the Gregory show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gregory Chase is on a lot. I, for the past few months, I feel like he's been on every day. He's on some sunny Corinthos level of um, right, right. on screen. Um, but, uh, I love that they're getting married. I love their guests the invitations. I'm like Lois. I'm all excited. Um, I'm like Tracy. I want, uh, and Brooklyn and Chase when they were like, no, no Coney Island. We want a, a quarter main wedding. I was like, yes, give it to me. Give me a rich, give me a nice rich wedding. I don't know if it's going to be, is it going to be in the Metro court? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know either. Is I know that they're trying decorate to decorate the cute mansion again. <laughs> She's gonna put some chairs and some flowers. <laughs> that's that's Maxie's contribution. Um, maybe, um, but I know they're doing some Coney Island thing like the night before the wedding. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's gonna be Coney Island, uh, Malibu Coney Island like they did Malibu, Florida. <laughs> so I don't know if it's gonna be Malibu, New York. Yeah, <laughs> but whatever. Um, but I am excited. I can't wait to see, like, I think, uh, yeah, on Wednesday, um, spoiler, but not spoiler. They said they're looking at wedding dresses. I'm excited about that, Tracy. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, I am excited about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that's going to be cute. I just want like Brooklyn to have like a nice wedding. Um, of course, uh, traditionally, um, she has to be blackmailed during her times of like, <laughs> she has to be blackmailed through, through important times of her life. So here we go. But um, otherwise, it's been great. Again, you know, the Gregory of it all is a little annoying. Violet insisting she sings is annoying. Um, but I will get through it. Um, I do um, like it's showcasing Tracy. Um, in terms of being like somebody who wants her granddaughter to have this beautiful wedding. Um, the this, this stuff with Gregory, I don't care for Gregory, but I like his bringing dimensions to Tracy's character in terms of scenes. Um, I like the little jokes and ribbing that they put on uh, Brooklyn or Chase, mm-hmm. um, especially from Finn. I'm not a big Finn fan, but I do like Finn and Chase's dynamic, which too. is like older brother, like ribbing his younger brother. It's very cute. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm having a good time. I just need there to not be any connection with the mob story because I know how GH loves to do a wedding sometimes. And they love to, I don't know if that's just Guza era, but they love to make a, a wedding uh, a hot mess with mob crap when there's like a mob thing going on in the forefront. So please no. Please yeah, God no. Let's not. Um, I just have two other things about it. Um, I, when they were like, when Vin was like, Violet can't be a cutie. This is not about Violet. I do not care. I do not care. Like I was... This is also like the selfish me with no kids. I have lots of nieces and nephews who I love and adore and would do anything in the world for. 
But like that childless part of me just really kicked in. Like, what you mean your baby can't come to Coley Island? Stay home then. Like I was really <laughs> <laughs> control her, don't give her no candy then. Like I was just like, I was furious for one second for no reason. Like, please don't do this. Um, and then the fork moment with Gregory and Tracy when he dropped his fork and Tracy noticed, and then she passed him another fork. I don't I um don't know how much I'm going to be able to do of this ALS story just because somebody I love um, recently passed from ALS and I just remember when like he couldn't use his fork anymore and all of that so I but it was like so true to life um, that it was like kind of took, so I don't know if people who don't know anyone um, or have not experienced the disease in the same way had that moment mean so much or like kind of made them gasp as much as it did for me but for me it was like a really big like it was a small moment, but it was a big moment for me. Yeah. Um, let's get into the surrogacy story. So somehow Christine okay. is already in her second trimester. Week 14. <laughs> like, what? When did this happen? Anyway, um, so she's already in her second trimester. Um, she um is getting a ultrasound and they ask her if they ask if she, if they wanted the sex obviously Molly and TJ are there and Christina automatically goes yeah and they're like are very weird about it and they're like no 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 no, no. we don't want to know they seem like the type of who don't want to know as a couple um and then yeah it was like a weird moment and now uh you know Christina is feeling away I was like, of course, we see this coming, and I'm not interested, but I don't know. That's really the only feedback. TJ got on my nerve a little bit. I'm like, when he, it, I can't talk. I think that, like, because this is so clearly, like, her body, TJ's, like, annoyance at, um, at Christina, and then be like, it's just Christina being Christina. This girl is giving her like body to y'all for nine months. And y'all still talking shit. Maybe if I liked Tali more, I would care less, but I was just like, let's move on. I don't care about the story. How do you feel about the <laughs> surrogacy of it all? Um, I first of all, <laughs> the week 14 thing killed my soul. <laughs> I was like, what? Didn't they find out she was pregnant like three weeks ago? How she? <laughs> what? So okay, sure. Poor Charles time. All right, sure. Um, so sure. that was number one. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I didn't think it was that much of a big deal that she wanted to know the sex of the child. Um, she just blurted it out. Um. But they, especially TJ, was being very, like, aggressively mad at her. And it was weird. I mean, this whole, first of all, this whole situation is weird. It's Christina's, it's Christina and TJ having a baby. Like, none of this is Molly's kid. Um, And it's like, it's weird. Like, Molly's her sister. Uh, They wouldn't wait to do, like, 
the regular IV surrogacy, it was weird. The whole thing is weird. It's creepy. Um, It's going to end in a custody case between Tali and Craze, the speculation. Um, And I don't want to see it. Like, I don't want to see this. I already thought it was crazy that Tali wanted so badly to have this baby when they're just getting started with their careers and all of this stuff. But it's just like Molly is acting like every woman in the 2000s when Guza was writing the show. She's just like, I want a baby. Can I have a baby? <laughs> when is this baby coming? Baby, baby, baby. Sounded <laughs> um, like, watching kinda the like show Sam post, uh, post baby. Post Yes, but Sam, Carly, uh, Robin, they all were like, I want a baby. Give me a baby. Put a baby in me. It was a lot. Um, There's probably other people I'm missing too, but they were like, I want a baby. Um, Elizabeth was like that too. Oh my gosh, it was a lot. Um, But yeah, just them being baby obsessed. TJ being like, Christina ain't worth spit. (laughs) <laughs> most of the time to the point where I'm just like, why did you agree to have her carry this baby? You right. think so little of her. So yeah. it's just, it's just a weird storyline. And now Christina's in love with this baby. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, Oh God, she's about, to, Diane is about to represent her in this custody battle. <laughs> just watch this face. <laughs> Maybe Rick will come back. Maybe Rick will come back and represent Molly. Or Alexis will somehow. Oh, no, Alexis. That's both of her kids. I just thought about it. No. So, yeah, Rick would have to come back and be the light lawyer for Molly and TJ. Ooh. That will be fun. Then they'll bring up Christina and her professor. Ooh. Um, I don't know what they could bring up with TJ and Molly. Uh, but, yeah. Crazy. This storyline is cringe. It's it's very cringe, and it also is because we went through so many Mollies. I don't care about Tali at all. Like, I, I don't care. Please get it out of here. Um, but they don't have I, chemistry either. They don't. Ugh. I'm sorry. It was very cringe. Um, but who does have chemistry and also involved in this story? Craze, Christina, and Blaze. So Blaze comforts Christina and affirms her feelings. And it's like, of course you're going to feel this way. Of course. And like, Christina was like, I want you, girl. And they did it. (laughs) So they had their first time together. And what I really love about it is like the stills from like the pictures um, are on Twitter blowing up. So it's a person who originally posted, like post a lot of like sapphic content. Um, and people were like, where is this from? Where is this from? It like kind of went viral. And it's really cool because the person who posted it like originally does watch GH. And a lot of times like folks will just have seen the pictures and not be something they actually watched. Um, so anyway, those stills are blowing up. Um, I like Grace. I don't have anything more, much more to say about it. I, I think they have great chemistry. Um, I like Blaze. I particularly like Blaze now that they're not trying to, doesn't seem like they're trying to hook her up with Chase. Um, I I really like Craze. That's all I got. <laughs> yes. Um, Blaze was originally my op because of the Chase thing. <laughs> so I didn't like her. 
Um, but once you got with Christina, I was like, oh, and they they do have great chemistry. Um, and I was happy to see some love in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. You don't get it a lot on the show. Um, so it was great to see that. And it was great to see um, a lesbian couple or, you know, um, I think Christina still identifies as bisexual, but um, seeing um, two women get together, um, I think was awesome because we don't really see that kind of representation a lot on the show. It's, right. When's the last time we seen Terry? So, I mean, um, they were talking like earlier with the uh, the wedding invitation. They were talking like that? Yuri. Yeah. They were talking like Yuri hasn't been dating Terry for like, over a year, I feel like they like it has to be over exchange a year. keys, right? Yes, they did. So that's crazy to me. Um, we don't see Brad. Um, Lucas went back to Seattle, so uh, we don't see Felix except during funerals. Now, um, <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. So we don't really get any of that sort of representation. So I think it was great to see them together. And from the, you know, the preview that we saw at the end of the episode on Friday, you get more of them. So I think it's, I think they're cute. I think they're cute. I like them. Um, I like that they make homophobes mad. So I don't have to pretend to like them. I actually do like them. It's a good day. It's a good time for me. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Um, Valentine. Buys the invader and gives it to Nina. Valentine comes to see Alexis and tells her that he bought the invader from Sean Butler. And Nina is the new editor for the publication. Um, I hated it. Um, I have always hated Valentina. Um, I um, was really upset that I I remember watching why Sean got this newspaper. And it was because the whole town of white people were quiet about him not shooting Hayden when it was actually Nicholas hiring someone to do it. And so when he got out um, in in a twist of fate that was about a white judge uh, over-sentencing people of color, and Alexis also got out because of it. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> he basically like was get, got reparations out of Nicholas. And now another Cassidine has bought his reparations paper and given it to an heiress to turn into a gossip column. After we have been convinced that it was good that Alexis was there instead of being a lawyer. I hated every piece of it. Nina looked ridiculous when she came in with those damn flowers. I hated it. Um, well, as a Valentine hater, old school, through <laughs> now. <laughs> My time to shine. Because <laughs> I was like, I told y'all. I told you. Um, he's no good. Um, part it's like, oh, of course, of course, he bought the invader, and of course, he made um, Nina the what publishing editor, and of course, he wants to use it to come at crew, which <laughs> great. Um, 
And then it's, uh, it's she wants a gossip columnist to be in there. It's just, it's giving um, amateur and it's giving like high school petty. <laughs> it's, it's cringy. I said, sis is really trying to have Lady Whistle down in the middle of the invader. Like, get out of here. It was, ugh. At least Penelope is like supposed to be a teenager. That's true. It makes sense. <laughs> Not so much with Nina. It's uh, just, it looks crazy. I was Alexis the whole time she was talking. Like Nina was talking and Valentine, I had the same facial expressions as Alexis. Like, what? And then Gregory being like, oh, I think it's a great idea. And I said, shut your mouth. That, uh, <laughs> this is why I don't like you. It just isn't a good story. I guess they needed something else for Nina to do. When we get into Sona, we'll talk a little bit about, I'll get more into Nina, but I just overall didn't like it. Didn't think it made sense. Don't understand. It also was like, Alexis is close to Drew. Alexis has actually always loved Drew. So why would Alexis be okay with you using her paper to come at crew and she don't really have too much use for Carly but they don't they're not enemies anymore right like Alexis is the one who like supported Joss through the revenge porn and making sure like her voice was heard and all of that so it's like it just Nina as a character legitimately sucks every other character down with her I know that you don't like Valentine. I loved Vanna, and I felt like Valentine had like a real, like a real redemption arc. Like, bro, hit rock bottom, <laughs> and then he got built back up, and and through the relationship, both friendship and romantic relationship with Anna, and then they basically snatch away all of his growth. Even with him getting mad at Robert about about Charlotte, like. Char- like Charlotte deserved more time, not deserved because you know abolish prisons. But in the in the <laughs> context of what was happening, like this was not a harsh sentence, and he just like turned up. Like Nina and Valentine bring out the worst in each other. It's the same entitlement they had when Nina went after Willow when she was Charlotte's teacher. So anyway. Wasn't a fan, hated. We'll see what happens. But she just also looked, it was so cartoony the way they were playing it. She looked silly. Yeah. Anyway. She looked uh, like a substitute teacher, too. That outfit. I'm just saying. The yeah. outfit and the hair. I was like, she, she's coming in like she just came to this new school and she's substituting for social studies and. I'm just like, hmm, who is this person? Yeah. Well, let's talk about the mob story. A um, couple top lines. Olivia Jerome, dead. Um, nobody cares um, about her being dead. Everybody's happy about it. Um, wishes it would have been more violent. Um, Curtis finally tells Portia that he was working with Selena Wu. Curtis also warns Selena Wu about the mob assassin. Selena Wu is betrayed 
by my boo Lee. Um, and the person assassinating my bosses goes by the name Stone. Um, Anna and Laura convince Cyrus to wear a wire and go to Pentonville to talk to O'Neill. If you don't remember, because he's a, he is a forgettable guy. O'Neill is the guy that Anna and Jordan tried to buy guns from. Uh, S at Pentonville, Jagger, I'm not calling that man John, um, inter- tries to interfere with the investigation. And despite Heather coming in with an outburst, uh, Cyrus is able to find out about the big boss. And it's, quote, from Cyrus, according to O'Neill, the person you're so desperate to find does not exist because He's dead. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> now, I know that you're not a mob girly. So I got to know, what the heck are you thinking about this story? I'm thinking about Ken. This won't make sense by the end of the story. It already doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what is going on. I, I don't know who, first of all, uh, okay. Aside, um, I'm mad about Lee being um, a traitor. Um, Same. Beautiful man. And I feel like he can, I hope he didn't like shoot anybody because he wouldn't have missed Sonny. Don't do that to Lee. Don't make him be like bad at his, his snitching or his traitor <laughs> job. Um, but besides that, I was sad about Lee. Otherwise, I keep asking people, I asked y'all in the spaces, like, I don't get the story. I don't get where it's going. I don't get, like, I got the stone part. So I remember having the discussion, like, so is it, like, stone as in stone cold? Like, with, like, Jason? Um, They said the person is a ghost or, or what have you. So it's like, is it Jason? Is it Morgan? Morgan's middle name is Stone. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, or is it just like going to be some random person that's like knows that stone means something? Then you have like I think it was Thursday's episode where they were just like I think Wednesday and Thursday's episode where they were like, why why don't why don't you want Jack or with Jack or like why don't you want us interviewing this guy or or whatever? And he's like, you're going over our heads. But they're like. No, you sound suspicious. You sound like you just have a personal vendetta against Sonny. So you want to ruin this. So am I supposed to think he's crooked? Is he crooked now? Like the other John, John Durant, um, when he oh, came yeah. through? Like, I, I don't know, because like, it's weird because they either have like, they either have the cop or the fed that's really into like taking down Sonny, be like, a crooked cop or uh, corrupt or something, or if it's a woman, they want to bang him eventually. Right. Uh, Sunday. So I don't know where this is going. Like, is is Jagger on the take, or is he not on the take? And and Anna and Dante are mistaken. You have Anna and Dante, who I love, like cheerleading Sunny. Like, oh, you have some personal vendetta and bias against Sunny. And Jagger was like, y'all have this bias. Or Sunny, and I'm like, right. oh, yeah, you got you, <laughs> especially you, Dante, who shouldn't even be on the case. Your your father's being targeted, right. but um, yeah, this whole thing, and then like, 
I, I was happy to see Selena Wu. So it's always nice to see Selena Wu. Always. So it was nice. It was nice to see her flinting about and being like, maybe we should we shouldn't have this alliance. And I don't trust Ava. Get her the f out the room. <laughs> that was. <funny. laughs> I'm glad and someone does. <laughs> and then Sunny acting like him and Ava have been like close and besties for the past decade. I know um, <laughs> Sava rising or what have you. I'm not happy about that, everybody. <laughs> but they're making it as obvious as they're making it be that Jason is coming back. They're making it real obvious that Sunny and Ava are about to hit the sheets. It's it's. Like, if you're deaf and blind, you will know that they are getting together. Like, he trusts her. She's saying, you're, I'm somebody you can depend on because he can't trust Carly, Michael, and Nina. Nina, the other week, saying, like, could you take care of Sunny, essentially, for me? Watch out for him. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... Uh, I do find it interesting. I didn't care that Olivia died, but I thought it was interesting. Like as much as they're also talking about Jason, they are talking about Morgan a lot. Yeah. That's why I put him in as like a possibility because you had Ava talking about her, alluding to it. That's why she wanted to like get away. Not just because Olivia like blew him up, but also like you, you switched out his meds. Right. You helped set that emotion and then you have Carly uh, I'm I am assuming we're going to talk about that later like Carly talking to Drew about the situation and how upset she was um and all of that stuff and 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 then Ava and Sunny commiserating about losing a child essentially um children who were together who are a couple two at a time um it was just it's a lot. And I don't know where this is going. And I hope it's something good, Liz and Pat. Um, and it's not leading to something where I'm going to be disappointed. But um, I don't know if Jagger's a red herring, if he is a good guy or they made him a bad guy. I don't know where Jason or Morgan fit into this, but it is a lot. And um, Brother Cyrus, um, coming in there delighted me. Um, I love Brother Cyrus. I love him being all you, Tracy, being like, I don't trust no cops. <laughs> I'm not helping him do anything. Please. That's why Anna had to bring in Laura to be like, please help, brother, my brother, and all of that stuff. So it was great. Heather showing up was also odd and wonderful like Allie Mills and Jeff Goldberg together them together what a delight so I had fun with that part of it but it's a confusing mess it's a confusing mess they have more I mean because of uh, because of Heather we have like more emotion being shown over Esme's death than Spencer's so that's weird um I <laughs> I don't know. I've had a hard time speculating about this because I keep remembering that this is like a combination of writers. Like this was being written and in development as um, Chris and Dan were on their way out. And then Liz, Liz and Pat had to like take it and figure out 
how to like run with the clues that they were already being set in motion. So it's so hard to know what is going to be the red herring versus like what is going to actually be the story. Um, I would love to have Morgan back. Um, I don't know if Brian Craig will come. I don't know if they will actually like recast Morgan. I don't know. Um, but I would love to have Morgan back. Um, obviously, we know Jason's coming back. Um, I I would prefer Jason coming back and just like, let's move on with the story as opposed to having to deal with like a bunch of other stuff prior to him coming back. Like the last time he came back, it would it took so long. I don't think you were watching at the time, but um because I had stopped watching for a bit and then I came back when Steve Burton came back. Um and so he was like in a clinic and he was with Ava and not knowing Ava's part and like Morgan stuff. And then he finally got back and him and Sonny had the most romantic reunion ever, to be honest. Have you ever watched their reunion? No. I'll I'll send you the video because basically um this is like when Billy Miller, RIP, was still Jason. Um and he was like, you know, living life as Jason. And so see Burton comes back and is Jason and like goes to the penthouse and sees Sam and Drew together, who wasn't Drew at the time, um, and is like, what's happening? And so he goes to Sonny's house to the pent or to like the lake house or whatever. Um, and he knows all the codes. And so him and Sonny basically like draw their guns on each other like a duel. And Jason's like, it's me. And Sonny was like, this is weird, but I know my bae anywhere. <laughs> like, I love it. The, the say some love story is real. Um, so I'm going to send you the video because it was it, it was just like, these besties, it's too much. Um so yeah, that's what I remember about the story. I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm also interested for it to be over. Um, the other thing I'll say about the mob thing is, as a longtime viewer, the mob stuff it just feels so lackluster now. Like back in the day, some mob shit was happening, some mob shit was happening, and you knew it, and it was everywhere. Um, and so like Carly would have a guard regardless of what was happening between Nina and Sunny, she would have a guard. Like, when there's a threat, there's a threat. And everybody is on high alert and lockdown because of the threat. Part of the reason that Trina and Cameron got close in the first place was because there was a mob threat and Josh and at the time Deb were on lockdown. Like, so Josh and Cam built out their friendship even more because Deb and, um, I'm sorry, Cam and Trina built out their relationship and friendship more because Joss wasn't around um, to be a part of like whatever they were building together. And so you saw like the real implications on people's lives around like the mob threat. And now it's just like, whatever. <laughs> I guess we'll like make sure Sonny's good. Even Ava coming to Carly like last week, like, oh, well, you know, Avery can't come because, like, it's not safe. It should be just as safe at Carly's house as it is anywhere yeah. else. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Christina's not talking about having guards follow her or anything, and she's, like, pregnant and Sunny's kid. Yeah. 
it's just yeah it's weird it's weird like, oh, these are ethical hitmen. They're only going to go after the one mob target, so don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> I will say this, Tracy. Um, to go with what you're talking about, um, I, I, the one thing I do like about this mob thing is um, seeing Sonny in his WAB era, um, his weak-ass this era. <laughs> um, this would not happen in 2013. This would not happen in uh, 2000 or 2014, 2004, right. 1994, even though he wasn't like he was lower level. Mm-hmm. But now Sonny is just weak. He's just weak. He's alone. He's seeking comfort in a woman who, um, yes, is a mother's child and who I adore, but also led his son to get blown up. But, you know, whatever. Um, Sonny is really weak, and I really appreciate that. That's the one thing I do appreciate about this story. He looks crazy weak. Um, just like just like Valentine looks like a petty loser teenager. Um, Sonny looks like a weak, petty bitch. And I love it. I love it. You're winning um, I love when my eyes. enemies look... Yes, I love when my enemies, especially my male enemies, look crazy. That's great. Yeah, I, it's also like just the idea that Sunny is out here doing the hit. Like, bro, why are you in the Pine Barrens? You are not supposed to be there. You were supposed to get a report back. You out here with little with uh my boo Lee, my oh my oh my oh my boo Lee. Like, where's little cut cut at? Where's the where's the dude who had Dex up on the, the meat hook? That's who should be here, not you looking crazy like it's just I don't know anyway I can't well more sunny stuff because sunny's on every single day apparently it's not a problem for anyone um Sonna breaks up Diane serves Nina with divorce paper and reads her down um Valentine uh tells Nina not to give Sunny an easy divorce Sonny obviously confides in Ava um, that he has no one to trust and she offers herself. Um, Big Paul Rudd gift energy, like, look at us. Who would have thought? And Sonny takes his ring off. I want you to know I did, I listened to two songs. I listened to one, Usher Papers, and two, Beyonce Ring Off. Both of those songs, um, it was my celebration. I don't care about Sunny. I don't care about Nina, but I love the misery that's happening. Um, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> um, so Sona was my containment ship because uh, I <laughs> don't care for Sunny or Nina. Yeah. So um, I'm a little sad because that leaves him opening to my girl. Uh, Ava Jerome, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm getting through it. I'm I'm at acceptance now uh, with my stages of grief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But um, first of all, it's very weird how disconnected Nina and Sunny are, because usually when Sunny gets out of a relationship, most of the time there's some fireworks, even afterwards. 
Right. So like I'm I'm thinking about the times he's broken up with Brenda and Carly specifically, but even like Kate. Like people he's broken up with uh, multiple times. So not so much that that he's supposed to be like in love. So not so much like Reese Marshall or something. R.I.P. I guess R.I.P. Um, not <laughs> but um, usually like he, he like they see each other a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He throws a tantrum. Uh, Brenda or Carly, <laughs> truth. Um, he calls he calls them a whore because they're standing next to a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Brenda and Carly um, get angry and say like, "Didn't our time mean something?" And, and how dare you call me a whore when you're sitting next to so and so? Because of course, Sunny is with another woman, despite Always. calling the woman that he, he broke up with a whore. Mm-hmm. Um, and just uh, him like hitting them where they hurt. Um, but still wanting to be with them. Like there's a dynamic that Sonny usually has with women um, right. that he breaks up with them that are supposed to mean something to him. But him and Nina have only seen each other a handful of times and he's very like cold. And I've seen him in cold to Brenda and Carly, but I'm just saying like, he's usually, there's still some like feeling there. Mm-hmm. Whereas he's just like, nah, you betrayed me. Eh, Bye girl. Go away. <laughs> yeah basically like the old him would have uh thrown the the divorce papers in the woman's face like he would have like went to her directly um Mm -hmm. he there would have been like something there but him just being like diane you do this and diane doing it it's just like it was it's weird and then like Nina being like, you never liked me. Okay, so here's another aside. I don't understand this. And, you know, I, I try to ask my my Nina mutuals on Twitter or what have you. But I'll, I'll say it here. I don't understand Nina not getting the concept of people not liking her for right. valid reasons. Right. It's very weird. Why would Diane like you? Why? Give me a reason. Why would she like you when you knew that her boss that she's friends with mm-hmm. was alive and you didn't tell her or tell anyone right besides her like the family that she's close to mm-hmm. she's friends with carly mm-hmm. she's friends with alexis also who also is the mother of one of his children that mm-hmm. you didn't tell was alive like why would diane like you why wouldn't Diane love the fact that you were getting served divorce papers? Diane also represented Milo during that trial. During that, like, it makes sense that Diane doesn't mess with you. So right. why are you just like, well, you don't like me? Well, no, no, no kidding. No kidding. She doesn't like you. Then yeah. to be like, you're you're just a you're just a robot. You 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 have nothing in your personal life. Like you don't know this woman. But see, Nina, you said that and you opened the door for Diane to drag the crap out of you, mentioning your many crime one of your many crimes, and then mentioning you having a soft landing, which ends up being true because Valentine buys a newspaper for you essentially. Mm-hmm. So you do get a soft landing after you just got removed from Crimson. So Diane was correct. 
Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, Nina is uh, annoying. And the Sona divorce, I don't know how, it's supposed to, I guess, go along now because Valentine is now telling her, don't give him an easy divorce, which I don't even know how that's going to work because Sunny and her were only married for like two minutes. So they don't have any businesses together. He has nothing to do with uh, the Metro court. She has nothing to do with his coffee business. They don't have any kids together. So there's not like she can make it into a big custody case and, you know, sabotage the divorce that way. Where is this going? This is stupid. <laughs> the words of Maya, y'all don't share no kids and you have no mutual friends. What is going on here? Like, I I feel like I get on here and I rail against Nina every week. But it's okay. Y'all can fast forward if you don't like it. Um, part of, I think, what the problem is with this story is that the way Nina is getting read now is the way she should have gotten read after Nixon Falls. And I actually think she would be a more viable character if that would have happened. But the but part of the bigger issue with her is the whining and the and like not playing the position. Because to your point, it was like, oh well, yeah, you never liked me. Why would she? And why is she required to like you? Who cares if people like you? Sunny, she didn't even want to serve you with the papers. Sunny was the one who told her to come specifically to serve you. You should have sent them papers and shut up. But instead. You, like, came at her, and when she came at you harder, you acted like she didn't read you. And then all of a sudden, Valentina and Nina, like some, like you said, some teenagers were like, Robert and, Nina, uh, Robert and, and um, Diane came, came for us. Robert and Diane were literally doing their jobs. And y'all are, like, at the bar crying like that isn't what just happened. It, it was beyond silly um and nina has looked beyond silly the the past few weeks but also i I just i feel like and i don't do a lot of twitter but sometimes i see some things so i see like a lot of people be like they're not the writing for nina is not fair well who told you writing had to be fair who told you it needs to be balanced it doesn't and it might not be either of those things but it's consistent because Michelle Stafford, I was like explaining to somebody like all the men who chose other women over Michelle's Nina. You weren't watching, but Silas chose Sam. And I was, was watching. Oh, she was salty about I was watching. She was salty about Silas and Ava. Um, Franco chose Elizabeth. Like Jax chose Carly, actually. Every, like, she has consistently been second place. The entire time she was married to Valentine, he was lusting after either Anna or Alex, thinking she was Anna. This person, this, like, character that people feel is entitled to some sort of win was losing well before she got in Carly's orbit. The only time that she actually kind of turned around to, like, win something was, like, one, when she, like, won around the invader. Not the invader. 
uh, Crimson because like Julian gave it to her and she actually did well with it. And then when there was like the turnover in character and she was uh, when Cynthia took over and like she was like getting even with Valentine and getting with Jax and all of that. That was like when that character was kind of on the uptick. That was the thing that was out of character and um and like written not like consistently for her. She has consistently been a second place loser. And so mm-hmm. I'm just like, the stuff with Carly is actually now she's about to lose to Alexis. Who is who is she looks crazy next to Alexis? Who is rooting for her over Alexis? Not me. <laughs> her and Valentine look ridiculous. And even so, so your your ex bought this. You are now the editor. And then you're gonna go after people who who were your enemies. How does that feel like somebody else might not call the question the same way you're calling the question on Drew and Carly? How are how do you think people wouldn't call the question on you? Right. I'm over it. I think I'm just over also, it. Also, also her saying she wants to sex up a ma- a, a newspaper that is uh, has been um, changed around to being like more of a social justice uh, current events paper looks crazy. Also, I just want to put that out there. Super crazy. So anyway, um, bye, Sona. We hardly knew you. Um, so these are two stories. Uh, the last two things that are like kind of wrapped up in one um, is Carly quits Crimson and then all of the stuff that's going on with Deception. So Deception gets the copy of Crimson. People are celebrating, especially BLQ and Maxi. Lucy peeps the celebration and realizes y'all working together. And as you brought up before, our girl Brooklyn is getting blackmailed again. It's enough. We've had enough of the blackmail. Um, and then Carly realizes because Nina comes by and realizes that Drew has been going at Nina um and causing her to lose her mind even more. And is like, yo, you need to stop going at her. She's obviously crazy. Yes, I can believe everything that she's done because it's who she is. Her and Drew have words. And she said, well, you're obsessed with old girl. I'm quitting being editor-in-chief of Crimson. I will say, here's what I'll say about Carly and what she did. I felt that deeply. You had asked this question earlier, not on the show, but like about where um, your Mars placement was. And I was telling you that my Mars and my Venus is in Leo. This is for the astrology girlies um, in Leo. So I'm a Libra, sun and rising. Um, but my Mars and my Venus is uh, in Leo. And to me, that always means that I have a temper that kind of boils underneath. But the Libra in me, like, balances it out. Like, okay, we don't need that. And that is actually, I saw that so, reson- I resonated so much with what Carly said, like, I hate old girl. I got my revenge. We've done the thing. And now I actually don't even want her in my life anymore. So let her be. I was like, 
stood up and applauded because that is me. We can call people out. We can do the thing we need to do. And once it's done, I don't want to deal with you anymore. I don't want a lifetime of back and forth with you. It was like so grown up of Carly. I was actually shocked. (laughs) Um, But it was like, I was like, oh no, it feels like somebody wrote something I would say. Um, I'll also say that it was interesting and I'm not mad at the exploration of Drew holding on to some like resentment because if you're saying that Nina was the reason you got beat up when it was really sunny, um, that Nina is the reason that you got beat up, then like, yeah, it makes sense that you'd be mad because Carly's the reason that you went to jail. You told her not to do this. You told her not to buy them shares. And she did that shit anyway. And so you were trying to protect her and she went to jail. Now that doesn't owe you like a lifetime of like fidelity, not fidelity, but like a lifetime of somebody like living up to you what you want or doing everything that you want them to do. But I can see why he was salty. And like, that's why I thought the scenes were great because they were like actually exploring something that made sense to explore. I agree. Um, I was also shocked that Carly was being mature. <laughs> you know how I feel about her. Um, but I I liked what she was saying. I got what she was saying, which is like, I'm not going to keep stooping down to Nina's quote unquote level. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I do, it blows up in my face and so on and so forth. But yeah, I also got Drew's perspective of like, now, me personally, I'm like, you sent yourself to prison. You're the yeah. one that, like, decided to fall on the sword. So that's on you. Right. But I can see him being like, well, Nina is the reason why. And then and then also him, like, subconsciously, like, also blaming Carly, uh, too. So I get all of that. Now, when he started doing that, like, you don't have, you're not the only one that has a say in this relationship and how we should go about Nina and stuff like that. I was like, um, pump your brakes. I don't even like this chick, but you calm down, Drew Matheson. <laughs> right. <laughs> I called him Drew Lavery, but Drew yeah, <laughs> I was like, calm down, sir. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, uh, speculation. This is giving uh, this is giving um, Carly and Sunny 1999 for me with Nina and uh, Drew. For oh, me, God. Uh, we're getting a we're getting what is it, <laughs> Junina? I don't know what they're calling themselves. Drina um, is giving that. Um, he's way too hot in the hot in the pants to go after her. She's way too into trying to get after him too, especially because she keeps saying Carly and Drew, but like Carly's just like a towel in. I'm I'm out of this. I don't want to do any more of this crap. It's Drew constantly in, antagonizing her, and they keep going like a back and forth. I really feel like that's where this is going for me, and I don't know what's going to make them like get together. Um, probably Carly's. Carly's about two seconds from dumping him. She's already like, I'm done with this newspaper. I'm newspaper. I'm done with this fashion magazine because you won't let go of this um, this antagonism towards this woman. You won't mm-hmm. let go of this anger. Um, so I'm done with this magazine. And I'm sure enough, she's going to be done with this relationship. Um, 
So I really think this is where it's going, but it is like a lot of tension. It's, uh, it's, and it's some, this is more, I can, this is more realistic how Drew is acting for me than before when he was like Mr. Life Coach. Right. But it's also like, because we had like, what, how long he's been on the show for like almost three years. It's been almost three years of life coaching that it's not jiving that he would be this angry about this. You weren't this angry when you were locked up for years without seeing your daughter in the Cassadine Island. Uh, or you weren't this mad um, just in general. Like, right. I feel like he should have been just like, he should have came out of this, like, when he first came on the show and be this angry. It's sort of like how you were talking about how, like, people dragging Nina now, as opposed for when they should have with Nixon Falls. It's the same thing with Drew. Like, his anger and aggression should have came out before, but now it's coming out with this when he was in prison for, like, what was it, like, for three months or something? I know yeah. he got his ass. I think he got, I, I know he got <laughs> naked in the showers. So, yeah, but I mean, like, I think he got his, he got beaten by the guards on like Victor and Peter's orders yeah, yeah, before. Yes, yes, it was not a good so, time. So this, uh, this whole thing is like, it makes sense. But then at the same time, because of his previous characterization, it doesn't make sense. Like Drew is written so haphazardly yeah. on the show overall that it's just like I don't know what to make of him being this aggro I mean I think it's important to remember that Drew was like a made-up character and just Billy Miller was so talented um that he made nonsense make sense um and so he just made a character of his own and then Cameron Matheson walked in it was like there was no continuity between these characters, like these actors, there was no continuity about about their writing and about their characterization. It was just nothing, um, and I thought that was really bizarre. I I don't know. I ugh. <laughs> <laughs> numbers a thousand. Why Chris and Dan got fired? <laughs> listen, listen. It's just it's not good. Um, I do. I can't imagine some hate sex between between Drew and Nina, um, which I hate, but whatever. And my thing is, I really hope that they give Crimson to Maxie. Let my girl shine. Give it to her. She already should have had it before, before Deception. Let her have multiple things. If Nina can have multiple things, so can my girl. I love it. Um, that's all we got for story. I have one hot take. What do you got? I don't really have a hot take except free. Uh, I mean, we kind of touched on it. Free Brooklyn from blackmail. I'm tired of this. Like every <laughs> season, my girl gets blackmailed. And I'm just like, no, you should have just let her. You should have just let Lucy say whatever she says to Tracy and just deny, deny, deny. Mm-hmm. And be like, you know, Tracy's a hating ass <laughs> broad. Like, mm-hmm. she hates you, grandmother. Like, don't listen to her. I'm not trying to do anything. Like, but no, 
let's have Lucy have at it. Like, boo, I'm I'm anti Lucy um right now. Now normally I love Lucy, but no, like I don't want her having something over uh Brooklyn. And I don't want it to end up blowing up at the Shaylin wedding. Please, please no. Yeah. Um, actually, like my whole thing, what I, my kind of hot take was thinking about why Lucy and Tracy, Lucy, Lucy versus Tracy works, and Carly versus Nina doesn't. Um, because I think that part of what makes, and I was talking about this a little bit with you, but part of what makes Lucy and Tracy work is that nobody has like some kind of moral high road. It's not trying to be right. forced that one of these characters is right or one of them is wrong or there's a gray area or you got to pick sides based on who's right or wrong. It's just you pick sides based on who you like or you don't pick sides at all and you just enjoy the ride. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like a very fun rivalry. And you go back and forth. Like, you know, you see Lucy like losing Martin and you see Tracy feeling bad and then you see them, you know, it's just like, it's more, It's way more fun and less involved. Whereas to Carly and Nina, what they've done, even for me as a Carly fan, I'm like, I actually don't need you to tell me Carly was okay with this. You know, like, even when she kept um, Willow's parentage from her, they were like, well, she did it because Willow said this. And because I, I'm fine with you saying that one, Carly was wrong. She should have told me. She should have told Willow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always said that. And that she didn't tell Nina because she don't fuck with Nina. Right. I actually don't need... It's like there's like this back and forth of like who has this moral high ground? Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's this? Who's that? And it's like actually both of y'all are wrong. And in a lot of ways, Carly's not. In a lot of ways, like a lot of Nina's vendetta with Carly doesn't make sense. What else do you want? You got that girl's husband. You got her hotel. What else did you want? Nina, not Nina, but Lucy and Tracy don't really, like, the, so much fallout doesn't involve, like, young kids. And so when you gave, like, these characters kids, so, like, Nina calls the SEC on Carly. If this was, like, whatever, and they didn't have all these kids involved, Nina, you claim to love Donna, Avery, whoever, and then you was going to lock their mama up? Like, Nixon Falls was what it was. It wasn't about Carly. It was about you keeping him away from all of his kids. So they create this scenario where it's like, this is like these people versus each other when the fallout like extends so much further than that. Even the thing with Deception, Maxie, we're seeing Maxie's fallout from this. And we're seeing Brooklyn try to make that fallout right. And so just like the like constantly trying to like play moral police with these characters and force the audience to see like everybody has a side instead of just like everybody's messy um, has really, I think, tanked the idea of like these rivalries. Yeah. Also, to answer your question, I think Nina wanted absolute acceptance and she wanted whether she wants to admit it or not, I think she wanted Carly to uh, accept her and like be friendly towards her. Yeah. She was just like, I want, I guess I took your hotel and your husband, but I need you to be like, it's okay, girl. Let's right. be friends. Let's have tea. 
Yeah, yeah. Even when she was like, you know, Dante like tolerated me, but Christina liked me. You know, like people don't have to like you, girl. Nah, mm. she's like, no, I need you to like me. I need <laughs> she everybody, wants everybody to, love to like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that is what I got for the week. You ready to talk about the previews for next week? Yes, I am. All right. Uh, Monday. Sunny has a job for Spinelli. Belize's mother, Nat- Natalia, who is played by Eva LaRue, uh, surprises her with an early visit. Nina seeks Ava's help. Carly is wary of Jagger. Curtis encourages Drew. Tuesday. Nina tries to defend her actions to Sunny. Drew opens up to Carly. Blaze has a defining moment with her mother. Maxie and Spinelli get closer. Wednesday, you alluded to this. Tracy, Lois, and Maxie help Brooklyn find a wedding dress. Chase needs to clear something up. Carly tells Sunny about her run-in. Joss tries to find Dex. Jagger runs in to Scott. Thursday, Dante tries to play as Peacemaker. Sunny confronts Jagger. Brooklyn reassures Chase. Lois has it out with Tracy. Finn and Elizabeth discuss their future. Maybe it's going to be a fizzle wedding. I don't know. Um, Friday. Felicia makes a confession. Dante discovers a connection. Anna and Jagger hash out their differences. Sunny and Spinelli loop Ava into their plan. Blaze and Christina make a revelation. So lots of Sunny next week. Um, but a good amount of Blaze and Christina. And a good amount, a lot of a lot of Jagger. Um, Canadian Jagger. <laughs> you said what? Canadian Jagger. <laughs> Canadian Jagger. Um, and then, but also a lot of a lot of uh, Chilean. So we shall see what happens. I love it. Not the sunny part, but the other part. I know. Not really any black hospital next week. I don't like that. Mm, yeah. They said it's the last week of uh of uh Black History Month. No black people for you. They already took Sean's paper away for Black History Month also. Come on, GH. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> Liz and Pat, we're looking at you. We're hoping. Come in strong. We're rooting for you. All right. Thank you all for listening um, and watching. Please make sure that you like, subscribe, share, and leave us messages in the comments. Always love to hear what you think. And we will be back next week. Special thank you to Britt for filling in as our guest host. And y'all have a good rest of your week. Peace out. Bye.